Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Tighten those laces, straighten that headband. It's time for CHGO Marathon, a podcast about the culture, community, and challenge of running the world's fourth largest marathon. CHGO Marathon is brought to you by Goose Island, the official beer of CHGO Sports and the brew that will be waiting for you at the finish line on October 8th. Find one of Goose Island's Chicago locations at gooseisland.com forward slash locations. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. I am Kevin Kaduck, the head of content at CHGO and a first-time entrant in the Chicago Marathon. Sarah Fichter is behind the board as always. Today, we're joined by a self-described Chicago stan (laughs) and a woman of many shoes, not hats because this is a marathon podcast, (laughs) Heidi Stevens. And all the shoes are Hoka. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That gets you guys a new sponsorship. (laughs) That would be great. I would love some free Hoka shoes. Totally. Uh, Heidi, how's it going? Good. It's good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, listeners, you might know Heidi from her work in the Chicago Tribune as a columnist. She's also the Director of External Affairs at the TMW Center for Early Learning at Public Health at the University of Chicago. And she does many, many other things, including being a travel sports mom. So I don't know where she's getting all the time to run a marathon, but yet here she is. (laughs) I don't sleep. Yeah, I decided this is not going to be the year of sleep. That's uh, if you can eliminate sleep, you can do a lot of things, but I, you have to get your sleep. And if you to have make sure your body is ready for a marathon. Yeah, no, I probably shouldn't have led with that, especially because I wrote a column about how running this marathon is teaching me to rest. That's so. Right. <laughs> so I'm a walking contradiction. That was at the beginning of the, the training, though. You soon right. you soon learn that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, the travel sports thing adds kind of an interesting element to it because yeah. I'm finding myself running in like cities that I wouldn't, you know, normally, if I'm out of town for the weekend with my kid, I wouldn't normally go find a place to run like What have you checked miles, off? What, what cities? So Denver was, we were in Denver the week of the seven mile. Okay. Um, which was kind of cool. I found a little trail that goes along a river yeah. and like um, it was beautiful and I ended up by a couple stadiums. And How was the altitude? Um. I, so I don't think it affected me. Okay. Um, I, you know, I struggled with that seven mile run. It was also the first time I'd ever run seven miles. So I don't know if I was struggling because it was the first time I ever ran seven miles (laughs) or because of the altitude. Um, but it didn't feel like remarkably harder than just each of my, I feel like I've run a few times in Denver and I felt the same way. Like it's, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure if I was running really fast, it might, might, you know, but, um, I don't know, maybe I'm just at such peak optical optimal condition. It just didn't. I think that's what it is. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's what it is. All right. uh, A little bit of housekeeping here before we get into our conversation and we're going to be talking about corral assignments. Uh, we're going to be talking about increase in mileage, and we're just going to be really talking about Heidi's journey to being a first-time entrant in the Chicago Marathon. Uh, but just like I said, a few notes. Uh, our next show will be August 15th, so we're taking a few weeks off here um, and kind of getting things in. But after when we come back August 
15th, we'll do another three weeks uh, in a row. Really appreciate everyone who's been joining us. It's been really cool to see some of the connections we've been making. We're not, you know, doing this to like a thousand, um, you know, it, uh, you know, like thousands of, of people, but you know, I'm already hearing from people, Hey, I'm coming in for the Chicago marathon. Let's let, let's meet up. Let's do a run. So awesome. that's really cool. Uh, hoping I'm working on getting some CHGO marathon t-shirts. So hopefully we'll have those uh, available in August. Um, we'll be doing content, even though the podcast stops, uh, CHGO underscore marathon on Twitter, or I guess maybe X.com or whatever it's called <laughs> now. I don't know. And then uh, two CHGO notes. Uh, we're doing our CHGO kickoff classic August 25th at Cog Hill. So if you want to golf with me and other CHGO sports family members, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, 9 a.m. shotgun start. Your ticket gets you 18 holes, a cart, some pins and aces gear, a lot of other cool stuff. Goose Island will be out there. Um, and then we're having a 50% off. Uh, t-shirt sale at chgo locker including this chgo sky shirt so go check that out did i hit everything sarah we have our uh crosstown classic oh, coming crosstown up. Classic. yeah we have the socks one on what is it yeah july 26th socks one is tomorrow sold out god that is cubs tomorrow one, yeah. yeah the cubs <laughs> one is still the cubs one will be august 16th and we still have tickets available for that yeah, uh, the so Sox sure one is sold out, though. Don't yeah. get left out, because I'm, I'm sure the, that Wrigley one will, will go. I'm not able to go to the Sox one, but I will be out at Wrigley Field on uh, Wednesday, August 16th. Are you going? I'm going tomorrow. I will be gone for the Cubs one, oh, though. That's right. But I'll be here for... You're going to be gone for some of these next... These next I'll be at the. Pods. I'll be at the... Yeah, the marathon one, I'll be gone for a, probably a good week. And the softball shows. playoffs. You're going to miss the Sof- softball playoffs. Only for... I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> now I'm like, I got to look at my calendar again. Um, yeah. I hope not. I don't know. Oh, boy. Sarah and I had a big softball loss last night to Odyssey. It was horrible. Oh, it no. was pretty bad. Carm didn't even play me. It was so bad. Oh, no. <laughs> you did fine. No, so. no, I knew. I knew we needed we needed power hitters, but we got kind of screwed in the first in the first inning. We had a bad inning. We had yeah, a bad but we recovered, inning. which I think there's a lesson for marathon runners. Absolutely. You can have a bad mile. Just leave it behind you. Absolutely. So. I was um, like maybe the worst high school softball player in the history of my high school. Um, my coach would put me in to pinch run um, just, you know, so that I got some playing time. Um, so I'm actually really excited if there's some sort of lesson in that for okay. marathon training. Yeah. Let me let me know when you come up with Any that. Any lessons <laughs> you can take, I, you know, I, I'm for. But um, yeah, so like you're like me, Heidi. You're, this is your first time. I think we kind of know what to expect and we also have no idea what to expect, That's but right. I want to start from the beginning. Um, cause I think you have an interesting story and journey. Um, you know, you wrote a column about this for, for the tribute news service. Um, in 2011, you were diagnosed with a heart condition caused by viral meningitis. Um, and then in 2020 you had a battle with COVID, uh, that landed you in the hospital. So two pretty big things that happened to, to a person. Um, yeah. And you thought like you may never run again, um, but you kind of overcame that. And in 2023, you did make the decision to enter the Chicago Marathon. So can you kind of just really take me through what that decision was like? What factors went into you really saying, okay, this is something that I want to do? Sure. Yeah. So the the heart condition from meningitis is just sort of this, you know, thing that I live with and monitor and, it, and it's okay. And then COVID, um, caused 
additional heart damage. So after the COVID diagnosis and the acute heart damage diagnosis, I sort of thought, let me, you know, ease my way back into the occasional two, three mile run, which was really all I did. I was Mm -hmm. never a big runner. I did, you know, like a 10 K is the longest race I've ever done. Um, I, um, I think in some ways I was, um, that some of that was in my head, like, cause I didn't actually have a cardiologist say you're, you're running days are over. Um, you you know, you do whatever you do, you can't run anymore. I just sort of had in my head, like, well, you know, I, I'm a little scared too. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't feel safe. Maybe I better not. Um, but you know, I do find running to be the, the, workout the activity that clears my head the most, right? Like I'm at the gym, there's TVs everywhere. There's, you know, music playing, my music playing louder to try to drown out their music. Um, I don't, people are taking selfies. People are taking selfies. I don't leave the gym feeling like clear headed. I leave the gym feeling like I burned some calories, I guess. Um, so, you know, I, I do find myself like drawn back to running when my life is crazy and that feels like a peaceful place. Um, so that's all sort of swirling in the background. Then my good friend, John Duffy, who, um, I started a podcast with, um, ran the Minneapolis marathon with his son last year. And, uh, he's like, you gotta do a marathon with me. (laughs) Like I hated it. It was awful. It changed my life. Like I need you to do it so we can talk about it. Um, and I decided like, let me get, let me like gut check how much of my hesitation around pushing myself to run harder is Mm -hmm. real and how much of it is just kind of like a story I'm telling myself. Gotcha. Um, so yeah. To go so you jump with both feet, feet in, yeah. um, you're running for uh, a charity called nourishing hope, which I think helps. I, you know, I told, I've told the story about how I got into this. I'm, I'm supporting uh, Cal's angels, which is a pediatric cancer charity. Nice. Um, so I think that that helps a lot. And then I think too, both you and I were drawn to the fact that it is through Chicago, through Chicago, right? Right. We could just see all the neighborhoods and all the people are screaming and cheering. And, and you live here long enough. You, you end up at the marathon as a spectator, yeah, you watch sure. and you cheer other people on and you think, well, um, you know, one day I hope that I can be out there. And yeah. I always thought that, and it just took a really long time for me to, to get the courage to, to do it, I guess. Yep. Yep. Same. And one little, like, you know, I'm going to be a Chicago Stan, as you mentioned, um, my, I'm in a running group on Saturday mornings and one of our pacers was saying how she's run marathons everywhere. And, and after doing Chicago a couple of years in a row, she put her name on her shirt and tape like people do in Chicago. Cause yeah. you run and people yell for you like, go Elizabeth, yeah. you know, go Kevin. Um, and she's like, no one yelled her name. And then she felt like kind of an idiot. <laughs> she's like, you know, it's just there in case I faint. So the paramedics know my name. <laughs> Not one person yelled her no name. No one cheers for you by name in other cities. Oh, in other cities. In other cities. Oh, gotcha. Right. So she was like, I guess that's a Chicago thing. Um, which of course it would Chica- be. Chicago the thing. marathon is such a big part of Chicago and I think it's like really one of the few things where it's like impossible to have a negative opinion on it maybe I guess if you get rerouted on that Sunday you're trying to get somewhere trying to get to breakfast right other than that like people I I think it's a point of civic pride yeah oh 100 percent yeah 100 percent um yeah I went out and cheered numerous friends on my 
ex-husband ran the Chicago Marathon a bunch of times, so I was out there with the kids and strollers yeah, yeah. and, like, have definitely had that experience, and it's exciting to think about being on the other side of it. Absolutely. Hey, shout-out to Rob, who's watching. He says, I hope we don't have any Canadian smoke during the marathon. <sighs> I, uh, like, absolutely. Um, Same, Rob. Yeah. Well, I was running yesterday. I ran after, um, what was I doing? Earlier that day, and um, the smoke honestly, it does. If it gets over a hundred, like it's I feel like, great. and I think today it's at like one fifty or something. You can see it, like in yeah, by the skyline could, and everything. I can barely see the skyline today. Yeah, yeah. honestly, so. it does. I feel like it affects me, and it's. I'm not running like I'm only running three miles when I run because I'm not mm -hmm. training for the marathon. But like, how are you? Are you? Did you run yesterday? Are you feeling the air? I ran yesterday you? very early. I didn't have a problem with you it. You didn't have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think yesterday was as bad as today. Today I went to the gym. Um, you know, if it's, if my little probably, phone yeah. says moderate or, you know, risky for at risk populations or however the, they're wording it. The I, treadmill. I, well, I do the track. My gym has a track, oh, which is a uh, little that's better. That's what I have to, yeah. yeah. It's a little better. I can't do a treadmill for the a long distance. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. No. I did learn that your, like, fancy watches don't always work necessarily inside oh, a gym. Yeah, unless yeah. you have, like, a shoe pod something oh, connector like a, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't so, have that. Yeah, I don't either. But <laughs> yeah. I was, like, running a gazillion laps around in the gym, and I'm like, I really can't believe I'm not at four miles yet. Um, and my daughter actually was like... No, those don't work inside with all the cement. I'm like, you need to be actually be counting. Yeah, <laughs> you need to be right, exactly. <laughs> Which we're not used to anymore. There's uh, been a couple concerns on our last podcast too. We were concerned about the heat day of. Yeah. Now concerned about smoke. I, I we're going to talk about my you know our long runs a little later in the show, but last week was a great a great weather week. I mean, Saturday morning, there was not a lot of humidity. Yeah. And I, I did, I've been doing like kind of updates on TikTok um, and, and Instagram. And I said, man, I really hope like the weather stays like this. And then as soon as I stopped doing the video, I looked and no, the weather's not going to stay like this. It's <laughs> going to be very humid. And today is very humid and yeah. hot. So yeah, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, so you so you you got into the to the marathon like what how has it been going so far like it's going awesome i kind of love it in mm -hmm. ways that i didn't expect to there's um i, I was nervous about the group runs. I was nervous about having to talk and run at the same time. Yeah. I didn't know if I could pull that off. Um, I just, I've always run alone. The idea of like meeting a friend to run and have a conversation sounded terrible to me. Yeah. Um, so, and then the idea of meeting strangers to run and have a conversation with sounded extra terrible. Um, but I love it. Um, and I'm finding, and, and, and they tell you to use that as a check to make sure you're, you've picked the right pace. Like you should mm. be able to carry on a conversation at least during training. Cause you're trying to build up your endurance and, right. um, make sure you're finding a pace that you can carry on for 26 miles. Um, so it's really like, I kind of think it's a cool, um, metaphor, I guess, for, you know, you're on all these different paths, you know, with all these different people from different backgrounds and experiences, um, and reasons mm -hmm. for being there. And then for that, like couple hours on a Saturday morning, you're on the same path, right? right. Um, like actual path, um, metaphorical path and, you talk about all the things, you know, yeah, we're yeah. talking about, um, tips on 
best sports masseuse to, you know, gear and how you want to carry your hydration and like nipple guards. And like, it goes to like dark places quickly. And then it goes to funny places quickly. And like, (laughs) I don't know, there's something really beautiful about it that I didn't anticipate. Um, I mean, I didn't anticipate it even happening, uh, let alone enjoying it, but I'm really liking that part of it. Um, I find the mental part of it fascinating. Like I remember really getting nervous about running five miles. Like our first long run was five Mm -hmm. miles. Um, and now five miles seems to me like, you know, you could do it in your sleep practically. How how does, I mean, that was like this summer. I felt like five miles was impossible. Yeah. And now still this summer, five miles seems easy to me. So I think that's, that's just, I don't know. I don't know how old you are, but you know, we're not in our teens or twenties. I don't think. Are you in your no, 20s? Okay. No, yeah. uh, <laughs> you can check my ID if you want. You have a very youthful look. I didn't want to insult you, but um, like Sarah's it, young though. Uh, so when you're old, like us, Sarah, <laughs> it can feel like you're not taking on like new challenges where you're getting like stronger at things, right? Or mm-hmm. pushing yourself into like new things. You're not necessarily forging a new career path. All, all the things are starting to like slow down a little bit in in a lot of areas and it yeah. feels good to be like, I'm actually going to ramp up at something. I'm actually going to like, I'm going to go harder at something than I have been. Just taking it, um, taking a new challenge. I think that's exactly right. Um, the marathon, it just kind of seems like a big enough challenge. Right. And there's people that have done hundreds of marathons, thousands of marathons. There's people who run ultra marathons, but for regular people, it's still something that's attainable if you put the work into it. Yep. And what I've actually talked about is like, I actually like something this has a deadline, like so much in our, yes. in our lives, we just feel like a treadmill or a hamster wheel. Um, in this job, there's always going to be another podcast. There's always going to be another meeting to have, um, in our personal lives, there's, we're going to have to take our kids to practices and that always right. keeps going. Right. This is October 8th, 26.2 yep. miles. It is defined. Here is a plan. I have it like set up in, in my notion page. Yep. I've got everything set up. Just start checking this stuff off. And this is going to, you know, at the end, you're going to get a medal. You're going to get uh, a, a goose Island beer. <laughs> I love that. Like, and yeah. I'm also a big like technology guy. I like, you know, so I like, I like the Apple watches. I like, I like the numbers of it. I like yeah. seeing, I write down on a spreadsheet, like, what like every mile I do I just for some reason I just love the order of it because so much in the year 2023 and when you get to our age like there's not a lot of order yeah so like okay here's every single day I can check in see how I'm progressing and just kind of go from there I love that I hadn't thought of it that way but that's a really good point um, Which makes me sad because I'm already like, what am I going to do when it's over? <laughs> I've heard people say that. Do people tell you that? That yeah. after it's over, they go through a little bit of a mourning process? I'll be honest. I was a little sad when my run ended on Saturday. And, the, and because it was it felt what, 12 so good. miles? Uh, yeah, uh, I felt so good during that. Yeah. And I woke up on Sunday and Sunday's supposed to be a rest day. And I was kind of like, I want to get out there yeah. again. And I was like, all right, well, I, I need to, I need to just have rest today. I knew I needed to do it right. because I don't know if I would have been able to do that 12 miles so well had I not followed those rest days up to that point. That's right. So, yeah. And there's 13 miles this week. And yeah. So it's like, I think I'm on a slightly different schedule than you. Cause I haven't okay. done, um, I haven't gotten to 12 yet. Um, I'm doing Chicago endurance sports. So I just okay. do whatever they tell me to do. 
So I did, I'm doing Kara and I'm doing advanced too. Oh, so, oh advanced. Now That's my cousin cool. is, my cousin is doing one above it. And so she, like last week she does like 14 miles. Okay. So I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I'm doing whatever the opposite of advanced is. I'm trying not to get hurt. Yeah. I, I think that's part of part Same. of it. My back is killing me. Is um, it? Yeah. 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 Uh, but I don't think in like an injury way. I think okay. in just like a, my body's like, what is this? Why are we yeah. running again? Um, I think it's fine. I was having some like hip problems, leg problems, but then I got new shoes and it went away. Oh, maybe I need new shoes. It could be. So when we had Kofuzi on two weeks ago, he's like, I said, one is one is the best time for new shoes. Yeah. What do you say? Your body will tell you. Oh, okay. And so that might be it. I mean, I feel like new shoes as a solution to things makes me happy. So (laughs) I'm going to try that. What's the worst part of uh, marathon training so far? Um, the most challenging part is the time, right? Yeah. Like it's just, it takes a long time to run 10 miles. Right. You know, there's you no shortcuts. There's no shortcuts. Yeah. No hacks. And right. And especially if you have kids, um, you know, or, or other people, um, you know, someone might be caring for a sick relative or, you know, you have a partner who needs you. Like if you have somebody else who needs you home by a certain yeah. time and needs a ride to a place at a certain time, like it's, that's tricky. Right. Um, you know, and jobs and social life and all that stuff too. But like, because those long runs tend to be on Saturdays or Sundays and so do family obligations, um, that part has been a little tricky. Um, so far, you know, I'm working it out, but like you do, you know, I, I do find myself cutting back on like sleep and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's probably been the trickiest. And then, yeah, this like sore back, I'm not loving, but, Mm -hmm. um, but that's okay. I, one of the group run conversations we got in was, you know, two, two of the guys in my group um, were talking about how much they like beer. Uh, and I said, do you guys give up drinking during training? They've all run multiple marathons. I think I'm the only marathon rookie yeah. in my group. Um, and they said no. And, and one of the guys said, I, you know, I, I don't want to resent this process. Like mm-hmm. it's so much of it's mental. Um, I, I try not to really give up much like beer or certain foods or like miss social outings with my friends so I can go to bed early or whatever, because like, I don't want this to feel like something that I have to miss out on in life so that I can make this happen. Like I want this to fit around my life rather than making my life fit around this. Um, so I loved that so much that I'm trying to kind of adopt that mentality, um, and not look for things that are hard and make me resentful of it. Yeah. I mean, like, why do something if you do resent it? So. Right. Yeah. Right. To me, I, I mean, my, my big thing is just like kind of like recovery. So it's like one thing to run for two hours, but then, you know, if you're later on Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon, whenever you do your long runs, then you feel like I have, I, now I need to take an hour nap or whatever. Like yeah. that, that's where it gets a little tough. So. Yeah. I'm a little worried that so I have uh, Friday night Bruce Springsteen tickets to Wrigley and that's a 15 mile it's a 15 mile or the weekend. next morning 
So I think I'm going to do it Friday. I think I'm going to do it the morning of the concert. Oh, that's smart. I was just about to say, you got to reschedule that run the next yeah. morning. <laughs> like, I mean, I could, I could delay it to Sunday. I just don't know what to do. I mean, you, you also just have to stay flexible. Right. I think you should do it the morning of. I agree. I mean, because then it's like, before. well, it's like take then it's done. Yeah. And then right. take a nap. And if yeah. you're sore, I mean, you're just sitting in a chair drinking. So there's it's no not like, there's that, yeah, or, okay, yeah, you're standing, <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like the morning of, at least that's what I would personally do. I'd rather want to get it out of the way. That way I know yeah. then the next morning I can sleep and then like rest my body and still enjoy the concert and not dread it or like kill myself if I have a beer extra than I should have. Absolutely. I agree. Rob says, I never time myself. I'm worried I'd stop loving it as much if I let my experience be defined by my Mm -hmm. times. I mean, that's one of the cool things about running. It's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. Everyone does it a different way and, and does it. So Mm -hmm. I'm totally for that too. Um, I think that'd be really, really cool too. just almost just, you know, sometimes I do runs without um, without music, so you could be a little bit more, yeah. more locked into the run. Maybe I shouldn't be locked into my stats so much on the run, but if you don't have music, do you have anything like sometimes like no. audio books or nothing? No. Just just, wow. just your thoughts, just in your head. I used to be a podcast person while running, and like. I just can't do like, I don't know. I just can't do like information from other people during the runs anymore. Yeah. Um, you just want to be in your own thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I also just kind of go through cycles too. So what are you going to do on race day? Do you know? <sighs> I don't know. Well, didn't you say you had an issue with your battery life? With so I solved it a little bit because I got a hydration backpack, which I know you can't use during the marathon, mm-hmm. okay. but I was able to stash my iPhone in there. So I was able to run the GPS and um, music off of off of um, the iPhone rather than the watch. So the watch didn't drain. And I was able to listen oh, okay. to almost all of the previous night's fish show on from the live fish app. It was amazing. That's hilarious, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't wear the backpack things, right? You can't, no. Yeah. But it was great for a training run. Okay. Um, like, I almost kind of felt like it was like in basic training or something. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> had this thing on and it had like this, I know I know in basic training, you don't, they don't give you this, but like. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's someone like who was actually in the military is like <laughs> right. screw this guy. But yeah, you're about to get canceled. <laughs> right. So, yeah. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's talk corral assignments. I didn't know this was a big deal, but I'm in Facebook groups for the marathon, and when the corral assignments came out, everyone was talking about it. Um, and I mentioned it on Twitter today, and you said, oh, I actually better look that up. So you actually looked it up, so you didn't think it was a big deal. I didn't know that it was a big deal. Heidi, I have a problem. 
So when I signed up for the Chicago Marathon, they asked me for my estimated time. I was very, very conservative and said I thought it would take me five and a half hours. Now, it could still well take me five and a half hours, mm-hmm. depending on how things go. Yeah. How my training is trending, I'm going to be hopefully a half hour to 45 minutes faster than that. That's awesome. So they put me in N, which is the back of the pack. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, that's where I belong. That's where I belong. Um, but I also kind of want to make sure that I'm in the right spot. So yeah. I requested to go um, in Corral K with Jared um, Willis from from CHGO. Um, he, I guess, was maybe a little bit more um, ambitious Old. with this time or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll see how it goes. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter, like, when you start. Like, at, the clock's going to start when you hit the mat, but. Right. I I know. We my little running group Saturday was talking about this and I had not checked my um, mm-hmm. time yet at that point. I did, I did when you tweeted that and I'm in L. Okay. Um, some people are worried about the later you start, obviously the hotter it gets, if it's a hot day, um, the course, I guess, just gets more crowded. So the water stations, the Gatorade stations, everything okay. are just like more packed with people the later you start. Um, but I don't know. Do you want to try to buy my L off me? <laughs> I don't know if they're for sale. I mean, it'd be well, kind of I mean, weird. Like just people... between the two of us well, and everyone switch, watching on YouTube. If we switch bids, right? I don't know. So oh, you, right. you can actually file for a request to be. To yeah, be no, moved, I know. So. Um, yeah, I, so I think I estimated between 445 and 5 as my finish time. Mm-hmm. So that, I guess, put me in L. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. And I, I, like I've been reading, people say like even... You could be in like row C and there's at Corral C and there's still people walking by, you know, like the quarter mile part right. of it. So, yeah, you don't know if you're going to get an injury or a cramp or. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see about that. Um, Corral K, I think, is a good, you know, my name's Kevin. We'll start in K. Oh, so for sure. Go for from sure. There. Yeah. No, there's some harmony in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I didn't really have too many other thoughts about the Corral thing. I, I think it's one of those marathon things where people, I think people like want some news, like it's like a three, a three month lead up to this thing. So you like want something to talk about. So yeah. like, but in the long run, it doesn't matter all that much. Rob, uh, Rob Schwartz Jr. says running in the later groups can cause problems for your start. Uh, in my opinion. Yeah. You, you definitely want to make sure you're, you're finding your pace group. And I think, uh, you make sure you want to, you know, if, whether you're running for a 10 mile pace or 10 and a half minute mile pace, you want to make sure you're finding those people. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely do agree with that. Mm-hmm. Rob says trying to get through slower traffic at the beginning of a run is frustrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw that Sarah at the, um, the big 10 K. That was something that honestly frustrated me. And yeah. I'm not, I just, that was, I did a ten, uh, the big 10, 10 K. And that was the first time I like ever did a running thing. Yeah. I'm starting to just get into it. And yeah, I didn't, it literally, I didn't start like running until mm. I feel like 0.2, 0. 0.3 in. So I'm just walking like a quarter of my mile and I could have already been like running to me. I was like, which is, I mean, honestly, right. I didn't really care, but I was just kind of like, it's just like trying to run like, and like, there's like a thousand people in front Massive. of me. So it's like, yeah. I can't, and, yeah. and plus it was raining. And so it's like, and everything was flooded. And so I couldn't like go around people. Cause then I'm in a puddle. Right. And then my feet were wet. And so mm-hmm. it was, yeah, no, that, that was a little, like, it was something I learned. Like I was like, okay, like that's something to keep in mind for like any future stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I guess one question I would have for anyone who has run a marathon um, is actually like, how long does it take before you really feel like you're 
in yourself before you're running mm. the race because i feel like for some of those for the half like marathons i've done for the 10 miles yeah. it's two i would two even miles. say like three miles yeah i would say personally for me and i'm just getting into distance running like that i would say i don't feel like warmed up like the first yeah. mile i feel like it's the hardest out of everything that is so true yeah and that surprised me like yeah it, whatever reason my body like just doesn't like me for the first mile but then what something just switches once I get to that two mark and then yep. I'm like oh yeah I, I'm fine I'm so relieved to hear you say that because yeah I'll think I'm killing like it yeah. and then I'll go back out the next day and I'm like I why am I struggling at one mile and but then, then I feel two, horrible three, four, starts, <laughs> yeah. yeah then it starts to feel better which yeah. I just I don't I, 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 I love that feeling too where yeah. it's like okay I'm actually doing better than I was at the start that's a great yeah, feeling it is a good feeling yeah even yeah. sometimes when i'm doing like when i was training for the six miles i would be at like mile four and five and i felt great like better than mm. i did at mile one and two yeah. which was i think it is just like your body's just getting warmed up and then also struggling with recovery i that was definitely like me being sore because i ran too much or too long during the week absolutely and like didn't really listen to my body either yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah it's it's interesting yeah totally. but then i think with the marathon too you throw in the fact that it's forty-five thousand runners which is, is i can't that's ungodly. that's, that's like yeah. a medium-sized city like, that's yeah. a lot a lot of people <laughs> right you know um i mean that's you know th that's more people that can fit into Sox park <laughs> right right um, right that's a whole giant so that just just generally yeah. like like that is a good point by rob just kind of figuring out that traffic make mm. sure you stake out your territory um find like the kind of two or three runners around you that are, you think are similar speeds to you and say all right these are my people for the rest of the race yeah. or my people for the next three or four miles or whatever it is yep um i think that's interesting hey shout out to marcos one of our best listeners he says what's up chgo marathon thanks for joining heidi it's about that time of training for half marathon miles and counting Keep up the good work, Kevin, for your first marathon training. Thank you, Marcos. Appreciate you, Marcos. everything. Marcos is going to be at the, the Sox takeover on um, Wednesday. So if you're nice. out there, say what's up. Look for um, me, Marcos. I'll be there in my yeah. uh, Cub shirt. You are? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bold. Not a Sox fan. <laughs> Bold. <laughs> um, let's, get, let's talk a little bit about the long runs and the, the, the mileage kind of creeping up. Um, I think you touched on a little bit about it. Like you've been surprised that you've been able to handle it so well, but it's like, okay, we handled this week well, but then it's next week and then the week after and the week after, like that's the the daunting part. And like, we might yeah. be sitting here a month from now watching a replay of this and be like, look at those idiots. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so young, so innocent. Right. Um, yeah. At one of our long runs uh, a couple of Saturdays ago, one of our pacers said, um, okay, that's where we all meet for the um, 20. And I was like, oh, yeah. what did I do? Um, I'll, I don't know. In that moment, 20 sounded like the stupidest decision I had ever made. But then another time it feels like that's going to be fun. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I go back and forth on that. Do you find it crazy that the top distance you do is 20 miles? Like yes. if we're training for a 26 and like at some point I'll just have to get a scientist or biophysicist or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. What the right tell me the day. Is. Cause I'm going to listen. Like to why them. is, you know, why is that? Right. Yeah. They're like, Oh, the momentum will just carry you through the last six. And I'm like, I definitely have spent most of my life not running six. Right. Um, let alone 20 and then six and they say so, okay that's two different races you're running 20 miles and then you're running six miles and this it's completely two different races it's like well so the six miles is something you just haven't prepared for right like. right i know it does seem weird but i mean they've 
got a science to this, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Don't they? <laughs> I was gonna say I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely be there to cheer and support everyone on. Um, but yeah, no, I kind of I want to sit by the what the 24 mile or like the 23 mile because I want to see the how that ending is. Like, yeah. how are people looking? Right, Just like, not geez. great. Yeah, not great. Right, <laughs> and you kind of end up a hill, right? Don't you? Do you? Kinda I run don't know. So you have to run up that the one Roosevelt. They say that's like the that strongest would, hill. Mode. That would be. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you finding hills for training? Um, there's I've, I've been running the Morton Arboretum and there's some nice ones in there. Oh yeah. Um, there's a few few in there, so I do I do enjoy that. I mean, but it's a flat course, so you yeah. don't really need to do too much hill training. Yeah. So, Our uh, training schedule says to find hills a couple different times. Um, okay. I think just for leg strength, right, and endurance. Yeah. Not so much because this course has hills, but um. I have been counting the uh, on-ramp to the 606 as a hill, (laughs) (laughs) which uh, might be cheating. Have you measured the grade on that? (laughs) Um, It's really steep. (laughs) Really steep. They were saying, we talked about it a few few weeks ago, that the New York Marathon is surprisingly very hilly. That's Mm. what, I don't remember what, that was a few episodes back. Oh, he did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, that's one where I was just like, imagine doing all of that and then having mixed in like even a small hill at that point is like your body is feeling it right you're kind of ticked manhattan is is actually hilly i mean even when you're walking through it and then you throw the bridges into it yeah yeah no it's it would be interesting for sure yeah and i think probably like new york too is like like a running on bridges is like a different thing too yeah um it's not like just running on asphalt and that's like one interesting that i've kind of found too is like i'd always be like driving and i would like yell at people like why are you running on the street and not the sidewalk uh-huh. and then you realize that it's much nicer to run on the runner. street than, yeah. yeah yeah i'm a street runner unfortunately and i do the same thing i hate people that run when i'm driving but when i am running it's just it's better on the street it's i don't so know yeah it's a lot better it's right. so much better there's I less agree. people too i'd rather deal with cars and dogs and people on yeah. the sidewalk totally I got I got totally uh, almost uh, startled by a labradoodle the other day that I didn't see coming. That was that was rough. Yeah, you don't want to trip on a labradoodle. Watch out for the labradoodles. Hey, Rob said that the little hills on the six oh six count. Good news, Rob, my hero. Hey, okay, good. I'm gonna keep counting them then. Yeah. If you do another marathon, do you think you would do Chicago again, or do you think you'd try to find a different city? That's a great question. I don't think. I don't know. I, fi- if I think it would have to one. be another yeah. big, I think it would have to be a destination marathon mm. into a city that I want to run in. Right. Like, let me see um, Berlin. And- I know a lot of people who get really get into marathon running will seek out smaller fields so they can get a really good race, right. a really good time, a qualifying time for Boston or whatever. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I could see like, I mean, I would love, I mean, I always wanted to go to Tokyo, mm. but I've always wanted to go for a baseball game. Um, Are they opposite seasons? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know. That's a great question. I know my brother, he did the Chicago marathon a few years ago and then his very next one, he went to Barcelona and he did the Barcelona one, uh, this year. Yeah. So he's definitely a big cool. travel guy now when it comes to the, his next one, he wants to do the, uh, one in China and cause there's one where you can do a marathon on the great wall of China. That's oh my really God. Cool. Have that as part of the course. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so I feel like that is like you do one marathon, like 
wherever you're from or you yeah. go to like a Chicago one or New York and then it's like okay well then you realize there's all over the world there's races right. I, there is a little bit of like homebody in me where it's like I just kind of feel like I need to be familiar like I do like running mm. when I'm traveling but there's also that part of you where like I don't know where I'm at oh yeah you'd be in a totally different world suck, right yeah. right um I mean even for this like I don't want to stay in a hotel yeah the night before the race I want to sleep in my own bed totally yeah. So, I, I yeah, don't know. and you're packing a bag. And it's so, I can't like, imagine, I... like, okay, this is your first time in Japan. Also, make sure, like, you're ready to run a marathon. Right. Um, I feel like you're doing it smart, like, both of you are, just by staying, like, at home and yeah. then somewhat being in a familiar environment. And then if, if you end up loving it, maybe do a destination one. Yeah. And right. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. So this is what old people do. They just get into marathon running. It's, I guess so. I don't know. There's worse vices. That's absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> there's worse <laughs> things to do. <laughs> All right, so let's finish this up with uh, some questions. Um, I don't know, just some random questions, I guess. Uh, what is your favorite thing about running in Chicago? Maybe a favorite location or maybe just actual just aspect of it? Yeah, I mean, cliche, but the lake, you know. Yeah, um, yeah I find um, it a lot easier to get up in the morning and get out of bed and run if I know I'm going to watch the sunrise, right. um, you know, or, or at least get to the lake close enough to sunrise to where I'm watching it change colors and seeing some sort of, you know, show basically in the sky. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely the lake. It's also just such a head clearer, you know, to yeah. have on one side of you, there's nothing like right, on right. the other side of you, there's traffic and there's people and there's bikes and there's, um, and then on that side, there's nothing. It's a good dichotomy. Yeah. 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 I do like the lake, but I also like, I don't love also running back. Like I, I like to do a loop. So okay. I think that's like maybe like my only like issue with the lake. Yep. Um, and also sometimes the wind, but yeah, um, I definitely, you know, when you're going and you actually see the skyline, I mean, that's as, as inspiring as it gets. It really is. So, yeah. Um, I was going to ask what shoes are you training in? You already hinted at Hoka's. How are those working out for you? Hoka's are great. Yeah. I had always run in Nikes and then I was getting some bruising on my feet and Nikes um, are not very unpopular. That's what I've learned. That's what I've heard too. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Fleet Feet and they were like, no, you can't run in Nikes. Every um, store. Like, did anyone like... tell Nike? Cause I think they call them running shoes, but, um, mm -hmm. she said Hoka's and, um, what do you call it? In insoles or inserts or whatever. Okay. I know now I sound geriatric, but, um, <laughs> Dr. <it>, Scholes, <laughs> exactly. Dr. Scholes. <laughs> um, they really help. So I'm on my like probably fourth pair of Hoka's at this point. Okay. Um, and yeah, I love them. I just switched to Saucony's. They've been great. Love them. Hmm. So. I'm glad to hear you say that because I didn't know how to pronounce that word. I think that's right. Saucony. So I think what do I run in the Brooks? I think I have the Brooks uh, ones. You tell me, Sarah. No, I know, but I feel like we <laughs> talked about it on Did at we? the 10K, but I don't know. That was that was weeks ago now. Okay. Yeah, I do the Brooks, which okay. I like a lot because I I need um I need a lot of foam, and so I like those. Mm -hmm. The only problem is they're like 130 something dollars. Yeah. That's the only problem I've been running into. If anyone has any financial advice on more shoes, right. I know Kevin has taught me a couple things. Just waiting for the sponsors to arrive, Sarah. They need to outfit us head to toe and whatever. It's an expensive hobby is what I'm finding out. It's I know. crazy. Yeah. It kind of is, It's not actually. cheap. And it's, especially with girls too, like it took, um, I didn't realize that I had to buy like a new sports bra for when I'm running too, yep. compared to like when I'm just working out and then when I'm doing distance running, yeah. I, need, I needed to buy a new sports bra, like different pants. And, yep. Definitely used up a couple paychecks for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, there's kind of a uniform. Yeah. So can we stay on shoes for one second? Because like how, 
how close to the marathon should you start breaking in a new pair, right? Like you don't want to be in your ones you run in for the past yeah. six months, but you don't want them to be I think new, it all right? just kind of depends. Um, I mean, again, like we keep on referencing the Kofusi episode. Everyone should go listen to that because it was really okay. good. Okay. Um, he basically said like it, there's nothing wrong with actually using the same pair of shoes from beginning to start like if really you can do like one pair of shoes the entire process Mm, okay but if you really want to feel like you want something a little lighter i mean some of the lighter shoes just aren't going to stand up to daily training all that training yeah so for something like that maybe just figure okay start them 100 miles out from it Mm -hmm. that's what i do love about the apps like with the nike running app you can put your shoe in there and you can track the miles per shoe. So you exactly know, you know, okay, when did I introduce these into them? Yep. How this many is miles? What, this they... is how much mileage is on there okay. instead of just being like, when did I buy those? Or, yeah. Um, I feel like at least a month, at least like a good 30 days of I like, would tr- say so. like break in. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. like that, that would be my biggest fear is buying new shoes and then you end up just not really loving them and then you have to run 26 point something miles. Right. I'm thinking yeah. about buying one more pair of shoes, getting them into the rotation and then figuring out which ones. I feel and, like now's a good time to do that. I, I also, I mean, running is a good thing. Like if you're just kind of a shopaholic, if you do like retail therapy, that's yeah. a great thing. <laughs> I'm going to buy a new headband. I'm going to buy a new watch. Right. I'm going to buy a new pair of shorts. Like, yeah. I'm going to buy a new hydration backpack. Yeah, <laughs> That's how I found Kevin at the 10K was because he always wears a headband band and so uh-huh. i was like and he's tall too so i was like oh, you can pick him out perfect yeah. perfect i haven't tried headbands i'm always in a hat but i like it i like the headband idea. i do like the hat too the hat's do you like running in a hat i'm like half and half sometimes i feel like it does a nice job of like blocking the sun um, oh, see i want the sun that's oh, you me. want the yeah. sun yeah, yeah that's me being like i will use this opportunity for a good uv and yeah, yeah. That's what i do i kind of like the shade of it um and i have crazy hair and the hat sort of keeps it somewhat in place together yeah 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 but a headband might work as well yeah you're you do a lot a lot of good like photography like on your runs too like it's like a good like chicago uh like tourism guide or whatever like well the nike run app hates me for that because it's always like Run, paused, oh, pausing your run. You take a picture. I'm, like, oh, I'm just taking pictures. Yeah. <laughs> so, but now I don't use the Nike Run app because I got my little watch. But, um, yeah, I do stop and take a lot of pictures. It's always fun. I mean, it, it, the more you can kind of like, and I, I think as like content creators, like, yeah. the, like running is a good thing, right? I mean, for sure. I, I mean, I, I would lie, like, if I said like part of my calculus wasn't like, oh, I can kind of maybe get some content. Yeah. You know, it's fun. Like, yep. And we were talking about before we went on air, like, you know, it's like age old tradition. Eric Zorn, the Tribune columnist, did a thing. Oprah made a whole big thing of running a marathon. Um, So, yeah, I mean, there's some marketing of the city to it, right? You know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of Chicago haters and you're kind of like, look how beautiful it is. And look (laughs) at me out, you know, not being scared on a path. And, you know, like, absolutely. and look at this public art and look at this, you know, it's not always just like sparkling lake and glistening skyline. There's lots of beautiful, you know, corners of Chicago. Right. Um, so I do like that part of it too. What is your favorite um, post long run meal? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, favorite, I, it takes me a while to eat after a long run. Like I don't yeah. feel, you know, I don't well, feel. I mean, 
But you look at the you look at the calories you burn. You're like, all right, well, I mean, I'll talk about this. Like, I still need to figure out the nutrition aspect of this. Same. Um, Because one thing I've kind of learned this is not the time to lose weight. Right. No. Um, You're not going to do that. Like, you need to be bringing the fuel in that you are that you are burning up. And I don't know if you were in here on, on Thursday, Sarah. I did a lot of speed work on Wednesday night. And I could not stop eating on Thursday. I couldn't, yeah. I could not feel full. Yeah. I ate my lunch in the car on the way down. Yeah. <laughs> like couldn't even <laughs> wait to get here. And then it was like one thirty. I'm like, I'm like, still old. starving <laughs> and there's nothing here like to eat. Like we don't have a full fridge here. Right. So like before I did my other podcast, I was like, I just got a DoorDash Chipotle, which I don't normally do yeah. because it's expensive as all hell. Right. It's like, all right, here's 25 bucks. Like I need, I need to eat I need something the calories. because I was yeah. burning so much and yeah. I hadn't had that yet. So that's, I think just like listening to your body too, is like, this isn't, I mean, you're probably going to end up losing weight, but you're building a lot of muscle too training. Right. So it's like, if you're hungry, feed your body. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like if you're, if you're feeling that way, like feed your body. Yeah. 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 It's okay. Yeah. I've been weighing myself at the gym, um, just kind of out of curiosity and I have not lost weight and I don't want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do, I notice changes in my body where I'm like, I think I'm probably, I'm probably gaining muscle and losing. It's definitely a lot of like muscle building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which I feel like is like, that's why like you have to be hydrated and you have to eat and it's cause then you're just going to be losing weight, which then you're just going to get tired and lose energy. Yeah. 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 So I guess if I had to pick a favorite, I would go. I mean, I'm a big brunch food person, so I love mm. like a like chilaquiles or something with there lots of like eggs. Is that how you pronounce cheese. that? That's a word I always wondered yeah. how you pronounce. Look at us teaching each other pronunciations. <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. Or I might have that wrong, but like yeah. avocado, eggs, cheese, yeah. beans, tortillas, like all that yummy stuff mixed together. On One of my favorite like power food lunches, and it's easier to make at home, but um, just do rice. Um, sliced avocado, couple over easy eggs, mm-hmm. throw hot sauce on there, mash it all up. Yeah, that's right on my own. <sighs> throw some salmon in it. I eat yeah. the same meal. I had that. That was my college food a lot because it's cheap go. and it's easy yeah, and it's amazing. fast. Yeah. Yep. That's you don't want to know what I ate in college. <laughs> we were. I don't. We um. We used to cook a lot of good food in college. I don't think I, I had discovered. I lived with all girls. When, so when we were in college, Buffalo Wild Wings were twenty cents no, no, a wing. No, 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 no. Yeah. You could no, 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 you no, no, could no. go get ten wings for two dollars. Now no. it's probably like now now the special is probably like two dollars a wing. We'd yeah. make like charcuterie boards oh, and God. have our wine nights. Oh my God. We went to Arby's. I went to Eastern. There was no charcuterie boards within the a 20 mile charcuterie radius. Charcuterie boards were not uh, invented at that point. Uh, uh, definitely. We're cl- we were Nobody could have pronounced it if they were. There was no influencers to tell you to the charcuterie boards. I was going to say, I feel like that's probably a lot of tech. We did a lot of TikTok charcuterie board stuff. So that's probably it. But anyways, yeah. 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 I like that. Um, I love Feed that. your body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I made a steak on Saturday night. It was amazing. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah. Steak. Get the iron, uh, get the. Protein. And I actually checked out a book on, um, on marathon running and it was, they had nutrition on there and the person in there was actually like, eat a lot of steak because it's great in iron. And I was like, absolutely. I'm signed up. Totally. And they also said red wine is good for you too. So if you throw the red wine and you have the steak, like. Amazing. That's as good. And then I really fell apart on Sunday and had, um. Kim's Uncle Pizza in Westmont, uh-huh. which is like the kind of hot pizza place now, Ooh. and made a mockery of myself there. So uh-huh. it was, 
It was well earned though, because I like I burned over two thousand calories on that run. So Isn't that wild? It's super crazy. Yeah. How do you track that? Does your watch tell you? Yeah, that was like my watch calculation. So yeah. Um, being a bigger dude, I'm gonna burn a few more calories. So my wife will do the same thing and be like, "Why didn't I?" burn the same amount of calories it's like because i am bigger than you yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah i don't have i don't have that setting on my watch maybe it's available and i just don't know it but yeah, yeah i I'm, think it was on the night I, I, the nike run app tells me i think okay so um all right so finally tell us a little bit about nourishing hope which is the charity that you're running for and raising money for and people can probably check that out on your um your social profiles yeah for sure i have the the link on my instagram um so Nourishing Hope used to be Lakeview Food Pantry, okay. uh, but they expanded um, into not just combating hunger and feeding our you know, Chicago neighbors who need food, but also providing um, mental health services mm-hmm. and um, fighting for better mental health service access for Chicagoans. So they changed their name to Nourishing Hope. So um, yeah, it's a Northside-based nonprofit, and um, they provide all kinds of stuff, food, um, mental health services, and also um, job training and kind of a host of social services. Um, so actually got connected to them through a former coworker, uh, Greg Trotter, and I used to work at the Chicago Tribune together, and now he works there. So when I posted on, I don't know, Facebook or somewhere that I was trying to run the marathon, like I had yeah, entered yeah. for a lottery spot in the marathon, um, he was like, do do the charity and and we'll get you a spot so um so that's how i'm doing it and uh feeling good about it that's awesome yeah uh well everyone should definitely support a runner any runner out there um, i'm running for cal's angels there's a lot of people running so make sure you check in on your facebook profiles i'm sure you probably know someone who's running for a marathon so chicago marathon is a important engine for a lot of uh, charity donations so make sure you check that out so um, I've gotten a couple donations from listeners of the show, which is super cool. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So I appreciate everyone who's donated so far to that. Yeah. People are generous. Yeah. So, well, this was fun. This uh, was fun. Yeah. We'll have to, I, if we do a, a training run around Goose Island or something, we'll have to maybe set that up for September once it gets a little, little cooler, maybe yeah. a little less wildfire-y. Hopefully, yeah. Um, but look, look forward to that. So yeah, that'd be great. And we'll check in with you as you go towards the finish line on October 8th. So. Okay. You too. Cool. Well, uh, like I mentioned before, we will be back on August 15th with episode six of CHGO marathon. Uh, but if, uh, you know, before then check out all of our content on CHGO underscore marathon on Twitter. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for your support of CHGO marathon and make sure you leave us a great review on your favorite podcast provider. We'll see you next time. Happy running.